motherfucker not fucking kick me. Let the song play. Okay, so here's the thing: is Pascu's is an idiot. He got a sweet deal on an old router. I'm letting the song play, man. I'm doing it for George. Today's episode sponsor. You know, he said he wanted to hear the song more. He so does love just, the song. Just crank it up. That's what he I was saying. He does love the song. You know, we'll get enough of Two's thoughts today, won't we, folks? Do I got to have it every freaking time at the start? I don't know. How's Two's doing? Twos wants to jump through the screen and strangle. That's you. fine. We're in two different places, baby. You can't come get me. Oh, soon, you know, soon, soon enough. Soon enough. Yeah, soon enough. Soon enough. Mashup seventy six, man. The PK Subin of mashups. Yes. See, so, Karen gets it. Mm-hmm. What a name too, Showalter. I like that. That sounds smooth. Hey, Karen Showalter. Hmm. It's got some flow to it. It does. It does. Ah. Uh, I'm just saying, welcome to Mashup 76. Welcome George indeed. said he wanted the song. He is the uh, the, the sponsor of today's Mashup. What the Mashup man wants, 76, the man gets. Brought to you by Old World Flooring. That, of course, is George. He was working the event we were at in Calgary together. Yeah. And uh, had mentioned multiple times how he loved the song, so we thought we'd just play it. I am mm-hmm. being a little tongue-in-cheek. For, <laughs> a little tongue-in-cheek here, folks. He is the go-to crew. When it comes to uh, tile in the Calgary and surrounding regions, you're looking for a new backsplash, handicap accessible uh, shower. They do commercial, residential jobs, new homes, renovations. And I I brought this up. Have you seen what European tiling looks like compared to our tiling? Do you know what I'm talking about when I bring that up? Not really, no. Well, the next time we're in that area, we're going we're gonna to take you to George's house or something just to show you because you walk in and I'm like, I guess if you're looking to stand out, you have a house to stand out. George does that. It's like you walk in and you're like, oh man, this is this is something. Anyways, they want to make sure by the end of the project you get your money's worth and you realize what you're looking for, what you want. They're going to do it. They're not going to cut corners. Of course, Tuesday is going to make some funny comment here about they obviously do cut corners, which of course they do. Just not in the ways that our government does all the fucking time. Okay? OWF.LTD. www.owf.ltd old world flooring mashup 76 you know it's really gonna fire twos up today because it is the pk subin well i mean yeah we all know how big of a fan i am of everything french he's pretty excited folks yeah now you you couldn't find any other player who's had 76 76 he was the defenseman of the year once upon a time norris trophy winner Sending his love dude. from Punta Cana. Who's in Punta Cana listening to us? <laughs> Morgan Anderson. Well, shout out to you folks. I tell Hola, you what. Morgan, if, como estas? If I was sitting in Punta Cana, I don't know. Like, I like us Cana? too. What? Usted is soy de Punta Cana. Yo soy de Canada. Yo tengo una podcast. Oh. 
This is the content you tune in for, folks. Now, if you are sitting in Lumsden on October 24th, 7 p.m., people have been asking, okay? There's no tickets. It's donation only. You show up to the Lumsden Hotel and Steak Pit. Show starts at 7, so I'd be there early. I've been yeah. told it's going to be a full house. I don't know if that's true or not, but we're planning for a sellout. You don't have to buy tickets. You just got to show up. And uh, then on the 25th, Bradwell is confirmed. We got it We got it ironed out. It is Hank's Tavern, 7 p.m. on the 25th. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Cooper. Dang it. Is it Tropo? Tropio? I don't know. And I was totally sent the pr- uh, pronunciation of it. But, you know, as as Henry will, uh, will text me laughing, he loves when I mispronounce names. So there you go. We're going to have a country uh, music singer singing after the show. So at 7 o'clock and Bradwell. Oh, he's going to go it. after the show. Well, I think so. Don't you have the music after? Why would you have the music before? Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I, I don't know because you mentioned before that he was going to start the show off. I and know. I was like, okay, that's cool. I don't know. I One less thing for me to worry about. I think have him after, and then, you know, as twos is, you know, what what is it, glad-handing everybody? You know, shaking hands, kissing babies, making a couple twos jokes. You got a little tunage in the background. That's what I was thinking. Okay. All right. So, Bradwell on October 25th. Now, we got one slight change. That's Irma is now on a Friday night, October 27th. This uh, donations at the at the door and bar anything made is going to one of the families in Irma who lost uh, a bunch to a fire. We're talking uh, trying to help that family out. So now you got a, a bunch, gonna, as in like their house. Correct. So it's going to be Albert Hall in uh, near Irma, October twenty seventh, which is a Friday, and that is confirmed. So now now it's all laid out. That's going to start at seven as well. So seven o'clock. You don't need tickets. We're not selling tickets. We're, we're going to try and jar these places as full as we can get them, support, uh, support a couple of local bars, support Albert Hall and Irma and now a family, and have a little bit of fun. And uh, Tooze has been uh, whittling away on his, uh, on his uh, stage presence with, a, with our, our table. What do we call it? A table? Desk? Uh, the news desk. Let's call the, the news desk. desk. So I tell you, you're not going to get this type of entertainment anywhere else, folks. Only the mashup could pull off... Right. Uh, this level of you know scale, we've spent probably roughly twenty two dollars and twenty two cents, give or take, on this, and we're excited about it. Just for anybody who does go to these events, um, well, just for Sean, I guess actually this might be a good thing to just say it like this: um, we need to take that desk down immediately afterwards because it probably can't stand people leaning on it or setting drinks on it or looking at it harshly. Are you trying to make fun of what I made at my last, my second last show when I made everybody take their table covers and chair covers off the chair? No, no. I'm saying that this thing's going to be held together by like duct tape and yeah. karma. <laughs> ah, goodness gracious. 76. Any other thoughts on the, the, the world tour coming up here? Two's only in a couple of weeks. Like it's getting close. I'm not going to lie. It's, it is, um, it's close. I've been getting a few different texts going, hey, how do I get tickets to these things? You don't. You show uh, you, up. You don't. You show up, yeah. You show up early. You make sure you mm-hmm. get your your favorite spot, and uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've got, they don't all know it yet, but i got a bunch of buddies who are going to be coming to Bradwell. Great. A bunch of twos buddies, hey? Yeah. And, I, you know, I was, well, 
I think we were talking about this one time. Uh, there might have been a few beers involved. How, like, you and I pretty much same page on a lot of things, and how I'm pretty sure that you could just sub in for me hanging out with my friends from high school football. And after about five minutes, it would just be seamless. They wouldn't even notice that it was gone anymore. And they would just be like, yeah, this is, this is Sean. And well, that would be it. Are we recording these live uh, events to put out later? Yes. The plan is to record. Um, oh, you didn't know that too? No, <laughs> no. The plan is to for sure record the audio and um, hopefully, uh, if if I can manage it, maybe we'll see if we can pull off some video too. I can't guarantee that because we're going to be in small town bars, and uh, nothing against like the tech of a small town bar. I'm just like I don't know if it'll look like anything, anyways. But yes, we're gonna try and, and capture as much as we can. Um, me and Twos might be doing a series of podcasts as well while we drive each day and releasing those oh, this so is that. So that way people can hear how it's going. That might be one week of the podcast. It's just me and two is driving around Saskatchewan yelling at each other. To all of the listeners, I just want you to realize that we're all hearing this for the first time. Um, no, twos is kind of like, it's probably like the way my wife talks about me sometimes. I have selective hearing. And sometimes she's like literally explained all this. And uh, mm -hmm, oh yeah, mm -hmm, oh yeah. Hey, what are we doing next week? And then she tell you, oh yeah, I literally just told you that. Dudes, I literally just told you that. Anyways, I have told you all of this while I, I was at I, James Lindsay, and none of it stuck. None of it stuck, folks. All right. Well, I guess you're my podcast wife, so I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know. We kind of feel like an old married couple at times. Yep. I'm. Uh... <laughs> Is Sean's salary on the LTIR now with his sissy sore knee? Yes, Matt. I have his... Unbelievable. I I have a sore knee, folks. I have a sore knee. I'm getting picked on. And no worries about the video. Audio is good. Yes. We will make sure that we get audio. Audio shouldn't be an issue. We'll get it recorded. And that way uh, we can hopefully put it out on the mashup, uh, on the mashup, on the podcast so people can hear. So yeah. without further ado, shall we get to the PK Sube? We're waiting. The next big thing. Okay. This is the top story, folks. It's probably the only thing you've been seeing on the internet for the past several days. Yeah. Um. Where do can I just pull up the the eighteen? Pick any random place to start. Well, obviously, Tuz is talking about what's been going on over in the Middle East. To be clear, I'm talking about what's been going on over in the Middle East this weekend. Correct. Which isn't the same as what's been going. Well, it is the same actually as what's been going on in the Middle East for the past. 2000 years but for so, some reason it's okay. now more noteworthy okay so here, here let's start with the mcrib uh this is uh, off twitter it says the mcrib only comes back before a tragic world event take precautions heed my warning and the guy said damn dude this was dude, on the ball yeah this dude said this four days ago okay so that was one but then you have what got a ton of of Canadians wound up. This this blew up everywhere, and it was Fred Han, and we all remember that uh, creepy mug of his uh, talking about pride this and pride that and smiling. Well, he liked uh, Coop Local 3906, uh, Palestine is rising, long live the resistance, 
everything in the world can be robbed and stolen except one thing. This one thing is that uh, is love that emanates from a human being towards a solid commitment to a conviction or cause. And then it was a picture of them destroying so, the the fence. And so that it got was, darker though with what Cupy had to say and Fred Hahn liking them and everything else. Here you've got um, specific orders going out CBC. to CBC to, to their journalists saying to not use the word terrorist. Yeah, to, to not fight the fact. Go to the next one. Oop, this one. That's not that Sorry. one. Yep. Go down to H. H for Hamas. There is Canada's list of approved terrorists right there in the middle. Hamas. Okay. So they, they these guys they, are literally terrorists, but CBC is saying don't say that they're so, terrorists. So it's, it says not refer to Palestinian terrorists as terrorists. Okay, yeah. that's what that's what supposedly supposedly a leaked email said. And then if you go to uh, you know a federal website where they list this off is the all... Canadian government, and you need to believe everything they tell you. Here you go. There you go. Hamas, and then it goes on to explain everything about them. So you, you can't make this stuff up, folks. It's just the way it is. Okay. Then you have how Canada gets involved, you know, the conservatives calling out the liberals because Canadians can't get into. Well, they weren't calling out the liberals. They were just saying, can somebody please start answering the fucking phone at the embassy in Tel Aviv? Because the embassy was shut down for Thanksgiving. And then. World War 2.5 breaks out on the Gaza Strip, and these motherfuckers are like, guys, do you have any idea how much I paid for this fucking turkey? I'm going to eat it. Figure your shit out. Try and get raped and murdered on a fucking business day. So, here. <laughs> I mean, I haven't laughed about this topic at all until Twos comes on and, and just... But literally, the Embassy of Canada to Israel. Happy Thanksgiving. Please note the embassy will be closed on Monday, October 9th. You're like, that's probably, somebody probably should lose their, like, please remove that from Twitter, like, immediately. Because it just keeps going on. And yeah. and here's. So, former uh, Israeli ambassador, Vivian Berkovici, I think, uh, was saying that she was handling all this stuff. And then, because um, her phone was blowing up, because people were stranded there and presumably Correct. lots of people have her phone number. And then, yeah, so then you've got Foreign Policy Canada trying to do damage control about the fact that the embassies closed on the long weekend because, God forbid, any of the public servants in Canada could ever fucking step up and do more than the bare fucking minimum. Okay? Uh. And then you've got all these emails and notes and posts coming in from people who are like, hey, we're trapped and everything's fucking getting bombed all around us. Can somebody please help us line up a fucking flight for fuck's sakes somebody asked me somebody asked me uh like a day after we did the no swearing if to mashup if there's going to be swearing this week i forgot to even talk to twos about it but i think we get where this is going uh carrying on here's here's a picture of stephen harper who personally flew to beirut pick up endangered and uh people who were trapped back in 2006 yeah back when you know, you still had some people who actually gave a crap about any of this stuff. And What's I like how it says, one? flash oh, forward yeah. to 2023, where Prime Minister Justin Trudeau hasn't been available for questions since Saturday and the embassy is closed. That, I thought that was a yeah. real nice touch. Then you got okay. uh, everybody. Everybody's got to wear the ribbon. Okay. And the only thing crazier about this 
was how united every single person seemed to be in saying like you need to not only just you know have whatever thoughts you want and whatever else but you need to vocally support this and you need to publicly condemn that and whatever else like if your twitter post isn't worded exactly strongly enough then obviously you're a terrorist guys 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 let's chill the fuck out go for a fucking smoke and then even the senate of canada they're half masting which i'm pretty sure means something else (laughs) okay here's more with the flag israel okay (laughs) and then um i i feel like he missed a couple in there no and then this is the last one i got okay all right well there was See, the problem is, is that there's so damn many of these. Okay. Uh, so, the, 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 like, the I Israeli literally... ambassador, the Israeli ambassador was saying that, um, the, oh, shit, maybe, I, maybe it, I didn't put it in there. The Israeli ambassador was saying that things are being taken care of and people are on hand to, to help you out after everybody was saying it's all closed. And then they gave a phone number in fucking Ottawa right instead of to the actual embassy of canada to israel which if you look it up right now in tel aviv yafo opens at 8 a.m and they've got a 972 instead of the 613 area code that that original post was and it's funny because people were like oh why are the conservatives saying everything's closed look look it's open and you're like motherfucker that's a phone line in ottawa it's just you know if if war broke out in canada tomorrow this is how ill-prepared we are. We can't even get our embassy to stay open when an actual war is going <laughs> you on. Imagine if if China fucking drops a bunch of troops on the coast of BC and it it happens to be on a long weekend, we're fucked. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, like I mean, do you drop them in the middle of, of farming country? I think there'll be something to be said. You drop them in BC. <laughs> you drop them on the coast of Vancouver. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. just welcome them on in. Come on in, boys. Come and on so in. It's a long weekend. Eileen, Eileen just said, so do we have to replace all our Ukraine flags now? Eileen, who I've met very briefly just the other day, and she's a wonderful lady. I didn't get a chance to talk to her too terribly long. But this is exactly <laughs> it. I've been I've been waiting. Like, what's going to be the next big thing? First of all, we had COVID, and then everybody switched around, and suddenly it was Ukraine after the, the monkeypox didn't really take hold. And then now... You know, you've got Vladimir Zelensky trying to be like, oh, yeah, it's the Russians. The Russians are behind all this stuff in Israel. Um, Guys, guys, don't forget. I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't you guys think I'm important? I still want money. And so this I I don't understand why suddenly this stuff that's been happening for literally ever in the Middle East all of a sudden has now blown up. This this isn't new. Terrorist attacks in the Middle East. Not exactly a novel experience, right? And obviously they're shitty, and obviously the terrorists are bad people. But why is it all of a sudden that everybody in the world thinks that this is so fucking important? I don't really get it. Why not talk about Yemen? Yemen's been a disaster, and it's right around the corner from this shit. It's an interesting question because uh, anytime you feel like you're being directed to something, you know, the question is obvious. So what are they taking? What are they taking our focus off of? So yep. somebody, somebody, I've had different people reaching out about, you know, like, you know, this and that about the Middle East. I'm like, listen, I've Dude. taken courses on the Middle East. 
dude, the Middle East is a fucking quagmire. Uh, well, I mean, I've done, but, I've but done that's a what I mean. Like, dives into it, and I feel like I know absolutely nothing. But that's what I mean, too. Is it like you don't come to the Tuesday mashup to tell you exactly what's going on in the Middle East? Like I, I've had yeah, yeah. Luongo is, and Craner on how many are times not to talk gonna, about Russia or Ukraine, you yeah. and even at the end of that, you're kind of like, man, I think I kind of get it. But I mean, like it's on the other end of the world. I got no clue. And that's like two countries. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. NATO and everything, but that's where it gets all of these confusing things. But you're talking the Middle East. It's like, listen, I've taken courses on this, like university courses. Yeah, where they but go you into took American schools. So it's true. So you know, I just that. come back to it's like, I don't know. I, I stare back. Me and Tuz just did our uh, our preamble that for the first time ever is going to get released on Substack as long as it doesn't screw me yep. over. And um I'm I'm really focused on things that are going to really impact. Can you imagine November 28th comes or whatever day it is in the future? And yes, I'm sliding this into the convo and we don't even get to talk about any of this where you can't find us just hashing up the, the Middle East, which is like, I'm laughing about it. It's the first time I've laughed about it because I go online and it's like, this is horrendous. You're seeing dead people carted off everywhere. And I'm like, I'm just going to, I just, I can't right now. There's big things going on in Canada that we got to keep our focus on. And every yeah. time I feel like I'm being pulled this way, it's like, well, where are you pulling us away from? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's fucking suspicious. It doesn't and anybody mean, I, and I don't anybody mean... who says they've got any easy answers about this. And I to be clear again, the terrorists are bad. OK, but you can't and, call but, them a terrorist, though. Too. But people oh, wait, are oh, trying wait. to have we aren't a the CBC and we can over... call them terrorists. Yeah, which they are. The terrorists are terrorists. Right, I agree. I, I I agree. Okay, just real quick, I just want to touch on this. Um, we're on vacation. Can't miss you guys. LOL. Okay. Morgan Anderson is on vacation in fucking Mexico, and she's stepping away from the tiki bar and the unlimited pina coladas with. With little umbrellas and the snorkeling with sea turtles and the deep sea fishing and the unlimited booze at Ray all night raves. Let's be clear, she's listen. Not, they're not stepping away from the, all the, the booze. They're probably sitting there in the tiki bar and somehow convince somebody to put it up on a TV. And they're like, eh, just throw this on. And there's I probably a group of Canadians. I assume they're just watching it on their phone in their room. Oh, you could do that too. But okay, you, but anyways, anyways, the point is, is how cool is that that somebody just wants to take time away from their fucking vacation to watch this. Thank you. Absolutely. I agree. hundred percent. That's who we got. That's who's going to be showing up. <laughs> Can you imagine the group of people that are going to show up in Lumsden? And especially when I walk in with like, I support A to Z cards. Like I feel like probably won't have a show. It should be interesting, but it'll be a fun little group there. I'm sure. Oh yeah. The economics of Canada's healthcare waiting list program. Okay. Last December, 67-year-old Charlene Snow waited in the emergency department in a Nova Scotia hospital for seven hours before she gave up and went home without seeing a doctor. Less than an hour later, she was dead. While a tra tragedy on its own, Snow's case is all the more horrifying because the circumstances which led to her death are playing out across the nation with increasing frequency. The problem is coded by hospital emergency departments as LWBS. Patients who it's leave without BS. being seen. 
Data from the Canadian Institute for Health Information shows that 184,000 and change people went to the ER for help in 2003, 2004, and then left without medical attention aside from the initial nurse interview, okay? 184,000. In the most recent data available, they report there were more than 14 million hospital visits in 2022 and a whopping 963,000 people and change who simply left before receiving care. That means the number of patients leaving without getting any care is five times the number recorded in 2003. That means that one That's in 14... percent One in 14 patients left without care. Well, one in 15. Sure. Right? Because you've got 14 plus the 1 million. Okay. This and is... Then, and we, then, we need to... Okay. And I just want to throw... Out the, so that was, that was a, a CTV news article. Here's True North. True North had said the report from QP's uh, Ontario Council of Hospital Unions found that 11,000 Ontarians died last year while waiting on lists for surgery, CT scans, and MRIs over the course of 2022. Currently, there are over 200,000 Ontarians still on the province's surgical waiting list. That's just Ontario. So whether they're dying from not getting in to see people or whether they're dying because they can't get a CT scan, an MRI, a surgery, well, we've seen that play out here even in Alberta for different reasons. Um, and Sheila Annette Lewis comes to mind, honestly. that That's what came to mind there. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good example. Um, but at what point do we stop calling it our healthcare system and start calling it our waiting list? Our, you're not, not universal healthcare, universal waiting list. I know somebody who a couple of years ago went to the hospital in the afternoon, got sick of waiting, went back the next day, and he was still in line. It was he, he didn't even miss anything. I was thinking of dad. Dad got shoulder surgery, and I forget what it was. And he'll text me after he listens to this and tell me exactly what it was. But it was like year plus of like just sitting there in pain and and everybody you could leave the country and go get it done and yeah. this isn't anything new you've always been able to leave the country to go get different medical services right but it's getting to the point where you're better off just leaving to get medical services because it's it's wild it's like but wild now you're starting to see um practices trying to do this uh you know value plus sort of thing where if you pay a hundred, 150 bucks, you're guaranteed to get in within a certain window. Right. And you got people like the NDP saying, no, this needs to fucking stop. They're like, why? So they can just die with the rest of us. Like everybody needs to get the same healthcare. We're not getting healthcare. Yeah. But we all get the same level. This is, this is socialism. This is communism. This is fucking bullshit. Imagine if they did this with food. Oh, wait, they're trying to do it with food. Clean energy, dirty money. I was thinking that might be a great shirt if it isn't already. Clean energy, dirty money. Yes. Somebody like write that down. I'm, I am right. I, I did write it down. It's on a list of things. I tell you what, if you come to Lumsden, Bradwell, Irma, you might see a couple of Tuesday mashup shirts. Just saying. Ottawa has been suspended ottawa has suspended its main federal funding agency for early stage green technology from granting money after a lengthy investigation uncovered evidence of conflict of interest 
Can you imagine that? Breaches and lax governance involving the organization's chief, executive, and board members. Okay? Color me shocked. <sighs> Sustainable Development Technologies Canada, CDTC, is in the middle of a five-year agreement with the federal government to distribute $1 billion to small and medium Small, uh, small and medium businesses in the clean tech sector. So this is well, the first one was was the Globe and Mail. Now it's the CBC. Okay, talking about it. The decision and to if stop the, the CBC is talking about it. It's pretty fucking bad. It's pretty bad. The decision to stop the organization from approving new funding was announced on Tuesday uh, by Innov Innovation Minister Francois Philippe Champagne. Perfect name for a liberal. The move, I agree. The move came after, I, I literally thought that was, I'd like, I'm reading the article, I'm like, imagine, that's, who, I mean, you can't script this any better. The move came after the group of whistleblowers brought complaints against the CDTC uh, to the government over a year, earlier this year, over concerns that the foundation's management and funding in human resources, okay? They hired Again, somebody that came in. 38, it said, in the report just released by the government, investigators raised questions about the CDTC's decision to distribute $38 million in emergency relief payments in 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic to the company with which it had previous funding agreements. It goes on and on and on. Um, then there's another Globe and Mail article. It said, since 2017, GC Strategies has received $46 million in federal funding. And over the past 10 years, Cordex and Dalian, uh, these are tech companies, folks, uh, which share the same office and often operate as a joint venture, have received a combined $362 million. The flow of tax dollars to the, the three companies combined has increased steadily each year, growing from $32.6 million in 2016-17 to $80.3 million in 2021-2022. I'm talking about two different stories here. One is, is this green technology, and there's shady stuff going on there. The other was the ArriveCan app. And the tech companies that uh, were were involved there, and I, I got um, here. I'll pull this up here. Well, remember, you go back. I don't know, seventy two, seventy three mashups ago. We were talking about how the ArriveCan app had just blown up in cost, and how we were absolutely flabbergasted as to how, in the actual fuck, it could possibly cost as much money as it did. Correct. Well, here's here's the, what the people are seeing on the screen is federal expenditure on contracts for work on the Arrive Can app. Okay, mm -hmm. so the contract value is in purple, the blue is is spent value. So GC Strategies were awarded thirty five million dollars, spent value eleven point two. Amazon Web Services five million dollars, spent four point seven. Dalian Cortex, 10.9, 4.3, 16 to 2.1, 14 to 1, and then Microsoft Canada, 1.7 to 1.3. You can see that there's something that you're just like, well, that seems kind of odd, doesn't it, Tooze? Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that the really simple fixed cost stuff like web hosting and Microsoft Canada, I'm guessing, is the the some sort of like structure for the app or something like that? Um, that's the things that, oh, the the bars are actually fairly close. But now you get into the wiggle room. Oh, well, you know what? We could probably just have some fun with these numbers. And everybody gets rich. Here's here's another one. Government spending on Cordex, Dalian, and GC strategies from 2013 onwards. Look at how look at how big those get. Yeah. Isn't it funny when you decide how much money you're gonna get paid? 
the number keeps going up. Take, for example, our members of parliament. Canadian polls are garbage. I don't yep. know why. Why? Why, oh, why does twos keep making me do this? Okay. Why, why do Actually, I got to keep talking this is polls? Interesting. This is interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, All right. It's, Majority it's of Albertans. interesting to me. I don't know if it's, I, I presume it's not interesting to you, but is it interesting think, to everybody else? Because this is, this is where enough. they try and frame the, the supposed public perception on these things. And then when you actually do a bit of a deep dive into this, it's all a fucking shithouse. You you ha you raise a good point. So what we need to know is if anyone gives a shit about what the polls say. Because if nobody cares, then we're going to stop talking about it. Because here's what I'll here's just, what the polls say. Yeah. Okay, this is what the article is. A majority of Albertans think leaving the CPP for a proposed Alberta pension plan is a bad idea. I'm curious what the Tuesday mashup audience thinks. Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe that is what they think. I don't know. According to polling done after the province released a report in favor of the move. Okay, so here's, here's how they're framing it. Alberta government says this is a positive thing. This is what people want. And they're saying we did a poll, and that isn't what Alberta wants. So it says, Abacus data surveyed 1,985 Canadians, including 500 Albertans. What the heck do Albertans care what BC thinks, what Saskatchewan thinks, what any of Canada thinks? This is an Alberta issue. This isn't a Canadian issue. They, Canada doesn't get to vote on this referendum on what's going on. Just saying. Okay. So it says, Abacus data surveyed 1,900 people, okay? 1,985 Canadians, including 500. Wow! Albertans, 500 Albertans. Between September 28th, October 5th, to ask about awareness of the proposal. Nationwide, 44% of the respondents thought it was a bad or very bad idea. In Wild Rose Country, which is Alberta, 52% of those polled were against it. 17% of Canadians said it was a good or very good idea, with 19% of Albertans sharing the, that same sentiment. Okay, here's the two questions that were asked, okay? How closely, if at all, have you been following news and information about the, gov uh, about the Alberta government's plan to withdraw Alberta from the Canada Pension Plan and establish a separate public pension plan for Alberta? Which technically isn't true. They're going to have a referendum. They don't have a plan to. They have a plan to have a referendum, okay? Correct. And the second thing, here's where it gets fucking gross, is based on what you've heard about the plan to withdraw Alberta from the Canada pension plan, do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? A good idea for who? Okay. Because they ask people, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, and Atlanta, Canada. Okay. This is right. why I now, don't now, care about polls. But here's Sandy's okay. saying here's polls are important because most people are lemmings. Maybe. But I, I mean, the poll is is structured in a way as two's telling you that it, it, it basically is forcing. Well, I gotta kind of, you know, I gotta, like I tried doing this 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 survey that the Alberta government put out about social studies class, and by the end of it, I was so frustrated, I just stopped. I'm just like, ah, okay. screw it. Think, like, think what the heck this. am I doing here? Is to so, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Right? Okay. And then they look uh, Atlantic Canada. Is it a good idea or a bad idea for Alberta with to withdraw? Okay, well, is it a good idea for Alberta or is it a good idea for us, right? Like it's it's if you live in Atlantic Canada, it is a very bad thing for Alberta to withdraw, right? So you're going to say it's bad. Colin right? Anderson for the win. Canadian polls aren't a serious party. Thank you. Yes. All right. Okay, but here's like this is this is where it's ambiguous and when you don't know how to answer a question, 
that's when the ambiguity goes up, despite the fact that they said it was within 2.2% 19 times out of 20. And I can promise you that there is no fucking way that that is correct because of how ambiguously this is worded. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, I mean, I don't know. I sit here and I, I see it. I read this the article. I'm just like, so they, on an Alberta issue, they pulled the entire country and a whole bunch of people don't know about it. It's like, this is an Alberta issue. Like, I just, we can't be this stupid. Like they can't, because here's the thing: is it set up to be purposely, uh, purposely ambiguous, right? And so you're gonna get this this shit number where people like if they if if someone's not really sure what you're asking, they're not gonna say yes, I'm for that, right? Like, hey, Sean, do you want to? Yes or no? You don't know what I just asked, so you're gonna say no. This is what this poll is relying on. I guess. I, I guess. The, Jamie Ingram saying, just like voting, we should all take part in polling. The more people who participate, the better are the results. You think that's true? Possibly. Can I, we? Can we? Can can uh, can me and two start we, putting on polls so that you can actually have something that that's framed possibly in a way that I think could be beneficial? Would it be interesting if we did some actual polling, like like did a legitimate job of? doing stuff like this, but where you could get accurate results. Now, granted, we'd have to just ask the listeners and they could go to a link or something like that. So it would be a very biased selection pool. But, uh, but, but on that's the, what but, they're built on. But, but that's uh, what they're built on. In fairness, don't quote me on this. So if you were listening on Spotify tomorrow morning, I think I can put up a question where it's like a poll. No, you don't it, want one question. One question's garbage. Two Wait, questions I, is garbage. You've got to have stacked flower pots. These people don't even know how to put I'm just saying they could together. be listening to it on Spotify, open their phone up and be like, holy crap, I can just actually vote right here. Boom. I think CPP or APP now, right? Alberta Pension Plan is a yeah. good idea. Boom. Yes. No. That's a bad question, though. That's what I, I'm saying. I understand. I'll let you make the question. I'm just saying we could actually have interaction tomorrow morning with the audience. Anybody listening to me here? Am I Look talking to myself? Invested. Am Look I talking how invested you're getting into this? And you're saying, oh, I hate going over this stuff. I hate talking about polls. I hate getting in the you granularity. Asked, the, and you're just all riled you up. You just asked if we could literally do a poll. I'm like, sure, we could We could probably do a poll. Yeah, actually, the more I think said. about it, we could do it on Spotify. How are we getting derailed here? Oh, my goodness. Polls. Ugh. Unintended consequences of emergency. Ah. <laughs> oh. An ex-Amish man on TikTok has shared that a few current members of the Amish were shunned after the U.S. emergency alert went off on the phones they had smuggled into their community. In most, if not all, Amish communities across the United States, its members cannot have modern technology like cars, computers, and cell phones. One guy quoted, one guy said the elders were coming in his driveway, and they were there to speak with him about something they had heard about him, that he might have to get shunned. Right as that was going on, the alert went off, and it was in his pocket. Yoder explained, you know he's getting shunned. Yeah. yeah so, oh, Jenkins, we need to talk to you about the fact that uh, you appeared to have been using a tractor the other day. And you know that they're evil. Satan makes tractors. Well, actually, if you... The, the green yellow bastards, uh, Satan does make tractors. But... Yeah, so they go to talk to him about some other thing, and then all of a sudden his cell phone goes off. That's basically the probably the most evil thing you could do as an Amish person. Like the only thing worse would be if you had a tattoo of a cell phone, maybe. 
And so, yeah, like just just imagine these quaint Amish people with their with their bonnets, you know, over the women and the the funky top hats, and they're all everything's everything's from 1864. And then all of a sudden, bring bring bring. What's that? Well, I have no idea, brother Jacob. That that must be a new bird outside. Those barking spiders sure do sun funny this time of year. You know, going back to this dang polling thing, because everybody's commenting on it. First off, you could pull polls out. This is Colin Anderson. He says, you could put polls out you want, but it'd be lopsided, only same people listening to you, gents. And he, he is right. It would be lopsided to the way we think, because if yeah. you're still listening at this point, you're not easily offended, because uh, two's, he certainly tries. To offend so, people? I just try to be honest. But by being honest, you're basically being offensive. I enjoy it. I think a lot of people do. Honesty is kind of lacking in the world, isn't it? I would say. Okay. So I'm just saying, if you're easily offended, you're probably not here anymore. No? Yep. Yeah. Most polls that I know of are paid, and they will shut you down if you don't follow the narrative. I've experienced it myself. That's Morgan Anderson. Yeah. And I would say, you remember... You remember... This was CTV put up polls, and then people would share it around, and you go vote, and it'd be like, should they masks come back? And it'd be like 90 percent, and then they just kind of slough it off. You're yeah, like, all of a sudden that poll's gone. All of a sudden, oh, we didn't get the results. Uh, we only had a couple thousand people. Uh, they'd almost they'd almost walk on the landmine themselves, right? They, well, how many do you normally get? Ah, uh, 150. You got a couple thousand. What did they say? Yeah, it was those extreme right group. They came in and. And yeah, they just they were all... waving swastikas around, right? And they, they just and you're like these fucking polls. What a what a waste of time we have in society. Okay, let's talk about another waste of time, shall we? Become prime minister, see the world. Okay, here we go. Just one day after the government caught heat for not revealing the full cost of the prime minister Justin Trudeau's Easter by a vacation... factor of like ten, by the way. <laughs> uh... Please continue. Newly released documents put the cost of protection during his summer vacation in Tofino, B.C. at $287,000. $287,000. You could buy Vancouver Island for $287,000. I mean, obviously not. But... Obviously not, but yeah. uh, the RCMP billing $287,000, $285,000, uh, $280, uh, whatever, $287,000 and change in policing costs for August the 10th. So for eight days vacation. It was $287,000. Yeah, so you're looking at about, I don't know, $84,000 a day? Or, uh, sorry, $44,000 a day? Something like that. I'm, I'm totally blanking because I'm thinking about six different numbers right now. A Two, quarter million over eight days, 34000 35800 That's That's what it was per day. That's That's pretty good. That's that's the Trudeau's. Here's here's Terrazano, Franco. Okay, yeah. The Trudeau's three vacations this year. They had New Year's in in Jamaica, skiing mm -hmm. in Montana, and the August Tofino trip have cost taxpayers around six hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars. Okay, he's got the government paid cabin that they spent a bazillion fucking dollars and renovating. Too. Okay. Let's say worst case scenario, there's no fucking fish in that lake. And you're like, well, you know what? I don't really want a vacation there because there's no fucking fish, right? $287,000, you could stock it with fucking whales. 
right? Like you could just be like, look, I'm fucking prime minister. I'm not going to go to Aruba. I'm not going to go to Chief Mountain and go skiing straight down the side of it as much as we want them to. I'm not going to go surfing. Just give me some fucking fish to catch and you'll never have to have to, I'll, I'll never have to bother you. I'm not going to need any extra security. You could just have one guy with a speedboat ready, but the engine better be off because don't scare the fucking fish. And if there's none to catch, you just tell them to throw more in the lake. Oh, oh, we spent $23,000 stocking the lake that the prime minister fishes at. That's a pretty small price to pay compared to $687,000 a fucking year that isn't even over yet. Because you know he's going to go somewhere for fucking Christmas. Uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Uh, yeah. More inclusive. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. And the budget will balance itself. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. No offense. And if I'm eating the fish that I catch, I don't have to charge $12,000 a fucking month for fucking groceries. Checkmate. And I know that we talked about this before. But how the hell are you spending $12,000 a month on groceries when you're never at fucking home? You know, it's like two's decided one week, you know, with three swears, folks. He was he was going to let it out this week. I would hate to have been playing a drinking game listening to you this week. I tell you what, I wouldn't have been able to keep up. Anyways. Energy drinks. I tell you what, Trudeau brings it out in him. I can't reel him in this week, folks. He had one week where, where we tried to pull him in. Probably not. Checkmate groomers. Well, there's two things here. Um, first, we read James Lindsay, uh, what was it, Wednesday night? Tuesday night. Why am I forgetting this? Tuesday night, because we Tuesday recorded the night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night in Calgary. Of course, I think we talked about hearing her on this uh, enough times with you know the events being shut down, Eventbrite, pulling the tickets, all these different things. And then you go, what's going to happen in Calgary? Well, they find a spot. The Muslim community steps up, gives them the spot. Yep. Then they come and they got close to a thousand people sold out barn. Literally they're, standing room only. They're literally hauling ch- more chairs out because there's nowhere for people to sit. It's packed. And so James Lindsay was well received in Calgary and by sounds mm-hmm. of it, Edmonton as well. So, I mean, that's here's there's one from the week. The next is there was plans for the first open category swimming races to accommodate transgender compet- competitors at a World Cup this weekend, have been scrapped because of lack of entries. World Aquatics said Tuesday it had received zero entries, no entries, for the open category events scheduled to take place at the World Cup starting Friday in Berlin. So it absolutely baffles me because here's the th- there's nobody in there. You get one person that enters that, and they get the gold medal. Because let's be really clear about this. When you're, entered? when you're, no, no, twos. We could have been in the open category. We could have swam the slowest. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe I was a little bit too quick to condemn the idea. Right? Can you imagine? Folks, would you pay to see the Tuesday mashup go compete yeah, in the open category over in the world? Where was this at? Where was this Berlin. at? Berlin. Berlin. And it'd be like, uh, you two are going to swim? Oh, yes. And I show up in my board shorts, not even speed. Oh man! Who shows up in I, like the, the 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 what's the guy I'm thinking uh, of? Why can't I spit him? Borats, little swimsuit. Yeah. We get in the pool. Well, we get okay. the gold and a silver. This would but, be- I mean, think how awesome it would be for that lifeguard because they always got to have the lifeguards there. And you got Michael Phelps swimming laps. 
Like, imagine how bored and useless that lifeguard feels. And then he kind of finally just be like, look at these fucking yahoos. I might actually get some action for one. <laughs> I better right? pay attention here. Okay. But the whole idea of these trans athletes competing as women isn't for them to compete against people on their level, right? Because they have the physical advantage. And, and if you were interested in pushing yourself as an athlete, you would stay in a division, i.e. dudes, where it was going to be difficult for you to compete in so that you could put your best against other people's best and see where you came out in it. But they just want to go for easy wins. And so here they finally get their own fucking category. All you got to do is fill out the form and you get a gold medal and they can't even be bothered. It baffles me. Uh, two's in a speedo. Yeah, I agree. Oh, man. Wouldn't that Muggle be something, though? You know, uh, no, I just mean us. The Tuesday mashup shows up to compete in the open division and they're just oh, like, oh, we could get like, you know, we could get Chuck to come along. We'd have gold, silver, bronze. Right. And I mean, how how much fun would that be to stand there and have the Canadian National Anthem sang while Tuesday oh, gets, we'd, we'd gets get... a, a bronze? <laughs> <laughs> Calling a spade a spade illegal in Switzerland. On Monday, French Swiss polmist, Alain, Alain, Bonnet, Bonnet, I don't know. Who goes by, uh, who goes by Alain Sorel? <laughs> like, why even put that in this article? Was sentenced to, like, oh my God, was sentenced by the Lucerne Court for the crime of defamation, discrimination, and incitement of, uh, to hatred after he criticized Catherine Mackerel, a journalist for Swiss newspapers Tribune de Geneve, and 24-hour hooray in a Facebook video two years ago. This court decision is an important moment for justice and rights of the LGBTQI. She didn't even get all the letters in there. People in Switzerland said, Moriel Wagger, co-director of a lesbian activist group, the conviction of Alain Sorel is a strong signal that homophobic hatred cannot be tolerated in our society. In addition to prison time, Sorel was subsequently ordered to pay illegal fees and fines totaling thousands of Swiss francs. Sorel's sentencing came after he called Mackerel a fat lesbian, criticized her work as a queer activist, and said she was unhinged in a social media video, according to Swiss public broadcaster RTS. So, from what I understand, she is a lesbian, and she is a high-calorie human. <laughs> So what the fuck is the problem? Uh, high calorie human. She puts on a red dress and she looks like a jerry can you left out in the sun. What is wrong with saying it how it is? Uh, did you think of that on the spot, or did you tell me I'm wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. It was a joke a I wrote Jerry, for this upcoming a, comedy special with, with Quick a, Dick McDick. So you guys got a Jerry, sneak preview. A Jerry can left in the sun, folks. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, this may be the best article we've read in like a week. Going back to no, like going back to the 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 goat story. Remember the woman in California? Yes, I who didn't remember. want her goat to be butchered, and so then she stole the goat, and like this, and then they butchered the goat and ate the goat. And you're like, how is this happening? And is this a true story? This one's good too. Federal authorities have arrested a 77 year old man. Wait, wait, wait. Retirement 
can be hard. Let's start with the headline, okay? Retirement can be hard. It's a a federal, federal authorities have arrested a 77-year-old man for allegedly buying more than $1,800 in erectile dysfunction drugs without a prescription and intending to sell them to the massive Central Florida retirement community, the villages, and elsewhere. The man was arrested last, last month in the villages where he lives along nearly near lives beside nearly 80,000 full-time residents. And if he's convicted, he faces up to a year in federal prison and a fine of up to 10 grand. The man just wants to get laid at 77, uh, 77 no, years old. No, he just wanted to be peddling them around. Well, that like, too. Oh, hey, that chick's looking at you. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do something about it? I got something. Right? This is, like, here's the thing. Is inflation's getting out of control, and people thought they had enough to live on for the rest of their lives, and it's rapidly becoming not the case. And so this guy, entrepreneur spirit, he's just going to take some stuff and he's going to upsell it. Okay. And it's not, it's not like you're going to get hooked on it. It's not like it's meth, right? Where you're just going to be like, Hey man, I need to smoke some more Viagra and you're going to be living in a fucking tent city in six months. No, no, these, <laughs> it's just so old people can go around banging, banging. each other at retirement homes. Can you imagine? This is imagine, probably the most harmless fucking thing you could ever can imagine. Can you imagine being the federal agent that busts this? It's like, man, like you know, you know, you you know, back in the day, the cops would show up, and you'd have you'd have a case of beer, and they'd be like, you get the you get you get the one cop who's the asshole, pour it all out on you, write you a ticket. Yeah, and you're but, like, but also there's. <sighs> There's and that then, one guy it, in the group who tries to drink it all before the cops actually sure. show up. Now imagine that happens and he's just walking around knocking things off tables for for the next fucking week. Did you just eat $1800 worth of Viagra? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that episode <laughs> like like at the start of Super Troopers where they get him to eat all the mushrooms and the weed and everything in the back of the car. Snozberries <laughs> tastes like snozberries, man. <laughs> he can't pull over any farther. Oh. I just can't imagine being a cop and busting a 77-year-old for $2,000 worth of erectile of dysfunction med medicine. Like, I mean, at some point you got to go. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> like, seriously, they're like... Oh, you can't eat these blue pills anymore? Like you're basically that's that's like the retirement equivalent of <laughs> taking away your second amendment rights. Pretty much. Oh, that's a great story. Historic week for political criminals. Um so okay, you got you got two people here. Yeah. You, yeah, he's going to end up doing hard time, I imagine. Hey? <laughs> Those are some hard charges. Well, hopefully he can beat it. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. You know, you get all these crazy things in here. And uh, at some point, you you just need a good laugh. And I forgot about this this text, uh, this tweet, uh, going back to the Trudeau vacations. Mm. Trudeau was like an expensive RV. It sits around all year doing sweet fuck all. Then it goes on holidays. That, that was, was just beautiful. That was, that was, was good. Just, that was good. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Here, let's, let's try and get, let's try and get us caught up here. Okay. So. We got we got a we got a couple of uh, uh, people in government getting promotions. So you got uh, you got Greg Fergus is the new speaker in the House of Commons. You may recall this name. You just may from the Tuesday mashup. It was kind of like this article. Once I started reading, I'm like, oh, I remember this. 
Uh, this is going back to Fergus was not found to have violated the act by writing a letter of support for a was television found show. to have was was sorry was not wasn't was found to have violated the act by writing a letter of support for a television channel's application to the CRTC for mandatory carriage and under parliamentary rules MPs can write letters of support to the CRTC in support of an application but parliamentary secretaries and cabinet ministers cannot so he was found in violation of that back in february of this year mm -hmm. of course now he is your new house speaker uh, uh new speaker in the house of commons and then uh, the second one is uh well we we uh i don't know if you paid attention but in manitoba they voted in an ndp government which means basically Wab winnipeg canoe. voted in an ndp government wob canoe is now the new premier of manitoba mm -hmm. so uh yeah that then, guy's fucking close to water so then you you go you go back and forth. He's got a bunch of different things in his past. He's I think two's some man, somebody from Manitoba clear this up for me. I feel like he's been really open about this, but in saying that, uh, maybe not. Um, here's a couple of things. Court records showed back uh, in 2003, June 2003, Canoe was charged in, uh, with two counts of assault on on Hart. And Crown Attorney and Canoe's lawyer appeared in court several times between January and June in 2004. At some point in the summer, the Crown stayed the charges. And then 2015, uh, the Indigenous activist, broadcaster, and author wrote a memoir a year earlier in which he described a decade-old run-ins with the law that included convictions for impaired driving and assaulting a taxi driver. He recently uh, received pardons for both convictions. So um, that's kind of a week in politics here. You got a new House Speaker who had broke... Eth or had ethics violations, and now a new premier with uh, some stuff in his past that, uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I I can't speak for Manitobans. Maybe they're excited. Maybe they're like, what the hell just happened? I mean, they're all fucking criminals at every level, so it's not like it's any different. It's, But, I mean, at the same time, like, everybody on the left has been touting, oh, it's it's been such this historic thing for minorities. Look, we've got a minority House Speaker, and we've got a minority premier and you're like yeah but they're all fucking criminals right and like here's it, it begs the question which is to <laughs> this Did is gonna be silly <laughs> i'm gonna put it in a silly way but every single black house of Commons speaker we've had has been a criminal right <sighs> and all of our all of our premiers, all of our aboriginal premiers are criminals, right? Because if you want to make everything about race, that's the logical next step. Maybe we could just look at the people for what they are instead of trying to throw race in everything because it ends up going in a bad direction. I'll say this. I don't care about the, the race part of this Neither uh, do I. thing. That's the whole point. The uh, I haven't found too many... Um, Elected officials that don't have some things in their past. Now, in saying that, um, our MLAs here in Lloydminster, I've never heard anything bad that way. Uh, as far as Danielle Smith goes, I think everybody knows her floor crossing days. Me and Twos have definitely talked about that. But mm -hmm. as far as anything else goes, I don't think there's anything shady there. Twos? I wonder, but it's not anything we're ever going to know about definitively. I feel like Scott Moe has a... a is it a DUI? He killed a guy, so yeah. there's that. And and so there's a couple things there, right? Um, I mean, as far as Trudeau goes, we just keep the laundry list going here of all the stupid things he continues to do. And, um, yeah, I mean, whether it was uh, 
race motivated, which I think in this country being inclusive and equitable and all these different terms, it seems like that seems to be a, a, a thing there. Um, but when I it comes to Manitoba, I have no freaking clue. I have no clue. Uh, when it comes to the liberal government, I know exactly what they were thinking when they put them in there. Like, I mean, we don't have to be rocket scientists. Well, we, because because he's a visible minority and people are going to say he's a criminal. Right. And they're going to say, oh, well, you're being racist. And they're, it's it's bait. This whole thing was bait. It was. It was like and and how how much self-respect you can you possibly have? I get the fact that if you're shilling for the liberals at this point, you don't have any. But seriously, to know that you're just being put up there because you are a visible minority who has been convicted of the Conflict of Interest Act, and you're hoping that Pierre Polyev jumps on it so that Trudeau can call him a racist. That's the only reason why you're sitting in that fucking chair. Yeah, I don't think he's worried about it. I I, I don't think, and I don't I don't even know if he. Yeah, isn't it amazing what hundreds of thousands of dollars a year will make you gloss over? <clears throat> I don't even look at it that way. I to me, I'm like. If I was in that guy's position, I wouldn't be acting like I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't be like I don't deserve this or anything like that. I would be like I hit the right places at the right time and I got to where I'm at. No, am I wrong on that? How can you possibly think that you're there as anything but a token when all the liberals are about is tokenism? All politics is is tokenism too. So whether it's it's a, a woman fair. or or some sort of guy who has a story in his past or whatever else, it's all politics is. Fucking Pierre Polyev is playing on the family man right now. That's mm -hmm. all it is. It's trying to get me and you to 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 pull and push in their direction for whatever they want. I don't have to stare at him. Like to me, the guy used his skills. And his what he has at his his advantage, and that's all politics is. That's what a lot of life is at. You know, like I'm a family guy. I talk about my family a lot, so I mm -hmm. use what I have. Sadly, I can't. You know, like if I was a woman, and I don't mean this in the wrong way. I just mean when I first started the podcast, and I went up to uh, what is it, Startup Canada. They literally told me if I was a woman, I would be getting funding, but I'm not. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Now I can either go whimper back in the corner that I didn't. Oh, geez, we definitely need to do that swimming competition now. I could identify as one. That's what I should have said. I, mean, yeah. I could identify as one if you'd like. But back then it wasn't uh, nearly as prominent as it is today. But I mean, like I don't know. Our, I'm mad at the government. Just the government as a whole. It's just mm -hmm. fuck. Drives me guy nuts. Okay. Liberals breaking ranks instead of rules. Conservative. Leader uh, Pierre Polyev Lyotis' unsuccessful attempt to call on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to repeal his carbon pricing system has secured the support of the only one Liberal MP. On Wednesday, Liberal MP for Avalon, Newfoundland, Ken McDonald was the only member of his caucus to vote in favor of a non-binding motion from the official opposition. And he got a standing ovation when he did it. Does it matter? We gave 12 to Zelensky and we gave one to an actual Nazi. No, but actually, that's that's very fair. Are we going to we're, we're gonna say fair. that because oh, yep, yep. they give him a standing that's, O and then they stand? Point. It's like, like the same fucking people. Yep, you're 
that's you got me there. You absolutely got me there. Okay, so here, here's I what... just want to say that it's really nice that we're finally getting to a point where the individual members of parliament are more worried about keeping their fucking jobs than they are about towing the Ottawa line. It'd be nice if the conservatives felt like that too, but the liberals are starting to act like that, and it's good news. You think we go all the way to 2025 before an election, too? Yeah, because the NDP are never going to have as much power as they have right now. Ever. I, uh, yeah, man. I'd really, really like to see an election called, you know? Yes. But, uh, it's yeah. cute that you think they still matter, but yes. <laughs> that's a fair point, you know? Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Canadians or Canada's Navy stands on the dock for the... This was a... You know, I was thinking this as I read this article. We read a, a ton of articles every single week, right? Anywhere mm -hmm. between, I mean, smallest week, maybe 15. Now, I don't even know if it's that. It's probably 20 and upwards probably of what? Probably 20 on a small week. Upwards. And upwards of 50? 40? Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Somewhere in that range. This article was confusing. This article was not well written. No. I understand what it was trying to say, but it was long. It was confusing. It was not well written. So here we go. This is what Sean pulled from it. And when it's confusing, or maybe I did a good job summarizing, I don't know. We'll see. 15 warships that are set to be built in Halifax, but which are already years behind schedule, uh, schedule and are massively over budget. Over time, the Navy has asked for changes that have frequently replaced Canadian-built content with U.S. technology, the net effect being the loss of hundreds of millions of dollars to Canadian industry and an increase in overall cost. As one source put it, any naval architect will tell you that once you change more than 15% of a ship, you should design a new one, and we are well past that number. The U.S. paid a fixed price. Here's another part. U.S. paid a fixed price of about $1.66 billion a ship using the parliamentary budget's Office latest estimate: Canada will pay up to 5.6 billion per ship. Okay, 1.66 versus 5.6. Okay, mm -hmm. the government has just handed Irving Shipbuilding an additional 463 million to adapt its shipyard to build a frigate whose final weight is, in the words of the DND, evolving as the design matures. And finally, the Liberal government has now asked the military to reduce spending by 900 million over the next four years. So they're spending a boatload of money on 15 ships which they cannot which they literally cannot say what it's going to look like at the end mm -hmm. and they're also asking the military to reduce spending by 900 million over the next four years yep. so they're paying roughly triple the price that they would pay if they just bought something off the shelf from the states from uh an american builder okay Correct. and they're saying oh well this you know it's it's too bad that things are getting changed and more work is going out of Canada. It doesn't really, I don't really care whether this technology comes from Canada or not. We want things that are going to work, work well and last a long time. If that comes from the States or Germany or fucking France, whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. I, I want to see value. Okay. And if Canadians, if Canadian builders are incapable of creating that value, then they need to either get better or sit this one out. Okay. Now, furthermore, like it's triple, like this isn't $9 versus $3. When you're talking about triple the cost over five warships, you're, you're, and you know, instead of one and a half, it's like five and a half. Okay. So call it 4 billion more over 15 warships. Was it? 
15? Yeah, something like so that. So $60 billion that we don't need to spend just because we want to promote Canadian industries? Fuck that. If we need to spend $60 billion just to get them up to speed, we can do that in other ways. For example, by lowering taxes and giving people the freedom to create their own industries. Okay? And then we can buy it somewhere else. It's the same thing with the fucking EVs. Canada doesn't need to be a world leader in EV production. And if other countries get good at making them, or if other countries are subsidizing the fuck out of them, then our consumers get to buy them for fucking cheaper. Okay? It's just, it's unbelievable bullshit. And this is the next point I was going to make. Thanks, Derek. The Irvine family, Eastern Canada Mafia family. Maybe, maybe not. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that they've got the lockdown on all the shipbuilding and all the oil that comes through that whole fucking end of the country. You've got one family that's got way disproportionate sway in things. And the only way that they keep it is because of government lobbying. This is what Mark Norman got fired for not towing the line on. Well, let's have some happy news, shall we? Mm -hmm. Kitties get rescued. Itsy, Bitsy, and Kitsy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's these little guys. Uh, they did you go? How far back did you go to? In uh, in the retweets? Yeah, and all everything. the way to the start. So, oh man, the first one. My heart is breaking. These are two day old babies thrown out by my daughter's work. We waited for Mama Cat. She never showed up. Any expert help? This is an old. Please, I'm not experienced with newborns. Now, nice Catudio. Interesting story. This wonderful lady, uh, when I was first starting my 222 cents, I just mentioned that I wanted to start a podcast. And she said, she was like, hey, I've got an old microphone that I don't use. You're welcome to it if you want. And then we met up and I got it from her. So this is this lady's part of the origin story of this podcast. That, that's that's pretty cool, too, is I didn't know all that. But I mean, like these videos, like, all right. So uh, cat's out of the bag that uh, Sean likes a little bit of, uh, like, I enjoy a cat. And um, I tell you what, like, all these videos are just, like, unreal, you know? Like, so cool. And uh, pretty cool that, um, you know, you go the, the further you go back, you can see them feeding them and everything. And, and like, these things were tiny. And uh, pretty cool to see them up and moving. And it's only day five, right? Like, uh, very yeah, early on so in the just, stages. Just abandoned newborn kitties, and she just took them in, and she's taking care of them, and and the everything world is seems really promising. The world right is now. truly filled with pretty incredible people, you know. Mm -hmm. When you just get out of the way and let them do what they can do, and there you go, itsy bitsy kitsy. Um, so three kitties saved here in uh, Olds, correct? Olds. Yep. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Seventy six, Suba, PK. In the books. In the books, brother. All right. Uh, any notes from the community side for you twos? <clears throat> no, no, actually. But for the love of God, people, this is this is a free platform for for whatever community events, fundraisers, things like that that you have going on. We would love to be able to tell everybody about them. So, just even if it's in fucking Quebec. Which I guess I guess I get the fact I get the fact I get the fact that equalization is your main fundraiser. But if you're doing other ones, you could tell us about it, and we would talk about them on this show. Well, we appreciate uh, you tuning in, hopping on little mashup seventy six. 
I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get over. You know who's next week? Seven seven. Coffee. Oh, Polly Coffee. Yeah. Well, I'm good on this side. Yep. I'm going to go home. I've been fighting a cold now for like five days. You sound like way better than you did. Whatever it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. Slowly getting there. I've been uh, rehabbing on the LTIR, as uh, Dijon would say, chiming yeah. in. Either Although way, apparently folks. that's not how you pronounce it. It's the way I pronounce it. Well, that's the way I pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're pronouncing it, I guarantee you it's wrong. <laughs> we'll catch up to you, folks, uh, next week. If you are on the Substack list, you can pay attention for tomorrow for one of the behind the scenes. We're testing it out. So we're going to see how that works. Um, if you are in Lumsden, Bradwell, Irma. Lumsden Brad on the well, 24th. Bradwell. Bradwell, not Bradwall. Bradwell, I still have it. I'm changing it right now as we sit here. I have it written as Bradwall. Bradwell, Hank's Tavern. That's on the 25th. Both shows start at 7 p.m. And then Friday now, Friday, October 27th in Irma at the Albert Hall. Okay? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's what you got to pay attention for. Looking forward to seeing some folks out. Mashup 76 in the books. Twos. We'll catch you next week.